right, people, welcome to the third episode of the Bar and Bar podcast. This time I'm in Cronola with my good friend Andrew. Uh, he's the manager of the Blind Bear, uh, the local bar here in Cronola. And this time we want to talk about a little bit of um, uh, hotel bars and local bars, kind of like the difference and the, kind of like the management style between them. Uh, well, Andrew, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Hello, my name's Andrew. I've been working in hospitality for about 12 years now. All sorts of mixed roles from bar backing through to cocktail bartending, working in nightclubs. Um, moved from there into hotels. Spent a good period of time working with Diego at the Four Seasons in Sydney and Grain Bar, which was a lot of fun. Um, and in 2018, moved down to the Blind Bear in Cronulla, where I'm managing now. Um, in that time, you kind of learn there's a huge scope of different roles and different styles of hospitality. Mm. I think, um, you know, hotels are almost like the quintessential essence of what hospitality is about. You know, you're looking after someone on every aspect of their stay before you even meet the person. You know, you're welcoming someone as if they're coming into your house, which has always been how I've tried to um, think of hospitality, you know treat people as your guests rather than your yes. customer uh, and the scope of what you do for those people in hotels is, is so vast you know you're organizing dinner reservations you're making recommendations on places to go for walks um, you're almost introducing them to your lifestyle it's what yeah. people i think want in an authentic hotel stay um, they want to be treated like a local yep. but at the same time they want the best that hospitality the best has to offer yeah, the best, yeah, yeah. correct um, <coughs> Most people coming into a hotel, they've already spent, you know, starting from $300 a night at the park height, we're starting at $1,000 a night for a room. Wow. And when people have made that sort of investment, they expect you to be ready for them when they get there. They expect you to know who they are, what their preferences are. Um, and they're not just comparing you with other hotels in Sydney and other experiences they're having in Sydney. Mm -hmm. They're comparing you with the best hotels across the world. Yeah, and there, that is something that, um when it comes, when you're working in a, in a hotel, <clears throat> doesn't matter which uh, department, but that's the briefing that they give you, right? When a guest arrives, uh, they tell you like, oh, this guest has been here so many times, or it's been traveling around the world. Even they've never been to that hotel, but they've yeah. been to other hotels within the same brand, with yeah. the same ethos, you know, maybe 50 times. And their expectation is that they'll get the same level of service that they got in Hong Kong, that they're going to get here in Sydney. Um, and you have to achieve that no, no matter what kind of setbacks you come along with. I think a lot of the time there's such different expectations globally of yeah. what people are going to receive in a bar um, and how you're going to serve them and how you speak to them. In Australia, we tend to be pretty laid back and pretty relaxed. Um, and you really do need to find a middle ground so that people do still get that unique experience of traveling and the local culture, but also a high level of service and high a high level. standard. Yeah, like high standard service, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's something that is really, I don't know, like, I don't know if I found it like hard to deliver, like talking from my, from myself, right? From my experience, um, like working in like five star hotels and I don't know, I, th I feel like sometimes also your mindset change sometimes automatically like now you need to behave this way or 
you need to treat the people this way. But at the same time, I feel like also like working in a in another type of restaurant or bar. I think it should be the same, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, the like the backbone of hospitality is always going to be the same. Yeah. No matter whether you're in a hotel or in a local bar or whether you're in a cocktail bar in the CBD. Um, it's all about creating experiences for people and allowing people to kind of escape their day-to-day -day life. That's what people go into bars to do. They're not going there to continue with their day. They're going there to escape. Yeah. Um, in a hotel, a lot of the time, people are there for a special occasion. It's an anniversary. It's a, a proposal. It's a christening. You know, there was always a celebration happening and people want it to be special. They want it to be extraordinary. And that's what you're trying to deliver. Um, whereas in a local bar setting, you know, it's, it's more about having a sense of continuity. Uh, our customers here at The Blind Bear, they come in and they come back because they feel like they're a part of a culture, yeah. um, a part of a family. And as much as a lot of hospitality staff will say they do feel like they're part of a family when they come to work, I think our customers perceive it the same way. Mm -hmm. um, they want to be treated with a, a point of recognition and familiarity. Um, at the same time, people get bored very easily. So you've got to find creative ways to reinvent yourself and reinvent what you're doing within your bar yep. that still appeals to your locals and isn't confronting to them. Um, people don't necessarily want to come in and have a $25 cocktail every time they walk into their local. Yeah, um, so you need to taper people's expectations. Um, I think in a hotel, <coughs> you're much more reliant on other areas of the hotel working together to try and create a continuous experience. You know, you're working with in-room dining, you're working with um, concierge, you're working yeah. with the front office to try and make a holistic experience that people are going to enjoy. So you can't control everything on your own. In a small bar setting, it's a lot easier to kind of cater to that finish from that, that um, experience from start to finish just with your immediate bar staff. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, um, <clears throat> or like the difference, you know, like, like I was talking with Roderick last week um, but probably in, 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 in a hotel, you have all this department that you've been mentioning. Layers. You know? And here in a bar, in a local bar, it's, it's only you. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time in a hotel, yeah. from a management perspective, it's about delegation. You have people with incredibly set roles and yeah. access to resources that are beyond kind of your scope of expertise or imagination even. Um, and finding a way to get the best out of other people who aren't within your immediate workforce is always a little bit challenging. It takes some time to figure out, you know, I suppose the political aspect of it as well. All these departments are trying to meet their own budgets and try and get their own um, scores up within the yeah. hotel to reflect positively on them. At the end of the day, the more people work together, the better it will be for the business and the better it will be for the individuals. But you do need to sell that to people on a certain level. Yeah, correct. Um, you know, the people that are controlling your stock for you within a hotel, they want to keep their par levels very low, but at the same time, it reflects badly on them if the bar's reporting that we're out of stock all the time. Mm -hmm. you know, we, don't, we don't have this whiskey at the moment. So yeah. why not? You're a five-star hotel. You got the money? Get it. Um, but you need to find ways to kind of balance that or find ways to, to work with those people so you can both yeah. um, help each other. Help each help, other. In the end, it helps the customer experience as well. Yeah, because that's like the customer or the guest they don't need to know what is what is happening. You know? No, like they, they don't care what's happening they in the hotel. They just care why the product's yeah. not there. Um, and what can you do? Can you get them something else that's better or <laughs> similar or a unique yeah. experience that they've never had before? 
True. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, like talking a little bit about when you work in, in the five star hotel, when you were working at the Bar Hyatt, how long did you spend over there? Like, would you start as a manager or? So I like started there as a casual bartender. Okay. I did that for about two weeks before I moved on to full time. Um, and then after about six months, I moved into a team leader's role looking after the bar area. Yep. Um, it's a very small amount of staff in the actual bar there. It's about five people. Um, so it's a good kind of entry point for management to be able to, to get to understand the basis of it. Um, but a very different role again to what I'm doing now. Yep. You have so many different layers of security and protocols and people who micromanage their own departments that again it becomes about delegation and communication with other people right, right. Um, compared with other managerial roles in a small bar where it's much more all hands on deck you're uh, responsible for every aspect of business from cleaning to security to yeah. stock inventory and um, we were talking yes yeah that's that's completely different um, some people I remember talking with a friend um, when I used to work in the hotels, it, he was telling me like he'd rather to work in a in a hotel. It doesn't matter like if it's a five star hotel or resort, but because you just come to work and you do you, you do your work, and someone else will probably be in charge of security or cleaning or restock or purchasing. Versus like now you're in a local bar or completely different restaurant. And you have to do security, you have to do this, and you have to do um, ordering, and you have to clean and everything. And it's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, you also learn that, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, and I think it's know? good to have an understanding of all those individual skill sets and how they come together. Um, you can't do everything at the end of the day, and you need to be acutely aware of that when you True. step into a position. I think it's a mistake too many people make is that they come in and they think they can do absolutely everything. Um, you know, just because I deal with all of those individual things from day to day, doesn't mean I'm doing all of them at once. Yeah. I think one of my big goals at work is to train up all of our staff and kind of empower them to be able to make decisions and to be able to act upon things that I take responsibility for, mm -hmm. but knowing that I've trained them correctly to be able to, yep. to look after those procedures or do those things in my absence. So if there's ever a day where I'm not at work or if I'm busy dealing with something else within the business, which does happen, yep. um, there's someone there who can adequately cope with the situation. Yeah, right. Um, whereas in a hotel, again, it's more about delegation. Delegation. Saying to people, yeah. you know, this is your job, you're responsible for that, I need you to do this now. Um, you're trusting people much more on a, a broader scope and training people on a broader skill set, um, which is challenging, but I think it's also quite rewarding. Yeah, because no one, I mean, this when you spend maybe more than a year, two years in a hotel or a big company, during, during that year, during that time, they will, they will train you as a manager. They will train you on this role. But sometimes they don't, you, don't, you don't have any training sometimes. Yeah, and I think it's, that's a hesitation that a lot of people have working in those sorts of environments is that because things do become on a level scripted, um, and very controlled and you're trained how to deal with this situation with a customer or how to deal with this situation within the hotel. When something does happen that is unexpected, 
people are less likely to find a creative response and they start looking for help and become flustered and panicked. I deal with a lot of staff saying, the customer said this, what do I do? Yeah. No one's trained me on how to do this. <laughs> and there's a point where you just need to trust yourself as well as use, obviously you have your fundamental principles within business and an ethos of who you are and how you want to present yourself and your own brand standards. And as long as you respond within those kind of rough guidelines, yep. you know, no one's ever going to be too critical of how, how you react to something or how you try to solve a problem. At the end of the day, that's most of what being a manager is, it's trying to solve problems. Solve problems, um, yeah. And there is no perfect solution. You know, yeah. Regardless of what's told to you, there's no perfect solution for any one problem. Um, and you need to trust that you might make a mistake or you might have been able to handle something better, but as long as you have those um, core values of a business in mind, you can make a, an adjusted decision. Yeah, right. This, um because I remember when I met you, um, it was at the Four Seasons, but you were on a magazine, right? Before I was. <laughs> you you want to share? It's quite embarrassing. <laughs> There's some horrible photos of me out there with a big smile on my face and yeah. an oversized check. Yeah. I um, did a, my first ever bartending competition was for Time Out Magazine. I held a hotel bartenders competition. It was a three-round competition. Yeah. For my first ever competition, I managed to win, which was pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, they gave me and the hotel some pretty nice prize money as well, yeah. which is always a bonus. I never yeah. thought I'd get that sort of money for a day's work in hospitality, but it does happen. Yeah. Um, and then I spent the next 12 months being a brand ambassador for Time Out, which oh. was pretty cool. So attended some parties and yeah. Time Out Bar Awards and things like that and just got to mingle with people and talk, and enjoy that's, that's lots cool. of expensive spirits, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, which course. was the highlight of it. Um, yeah, I don't know if I was suited to being a brand ambassador. I'm terrible with social media. All right. So I don't know how much <laughs> they got their value for money, but I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always fun, right, to do something extra yeah. when you're working. And yeah, definitely. Have those little rewards on the reward, side. And yeah. I, I do hospitality because I love it as a profession and I love you know, making drinks and making experiences for people. Um, and to be able to tie that into your social life and get rewarded for it like that is really, really good. Yeah, awesome. And now, like working in a in a local bar, like what? Like we were talking like uh, like before the podcast. Um, but what makes you that decision to quit five star hotels and come into a local bar? So initially, it was health reasons. Yeah. So I had a heart condition that I found out about. Um, in the start of 2017 and with that I had to make some lifestyle adjustments at the time I was working kind of 60 hours minimum in a hotel and traveling for three hours a day to get there and back yeah. um, so I, I took some time off um, the blind bear where I am now at the time was my favorite local spot to go for a drink okay. so I was always around having drinks um, once I kind of made a little bit of a recovery and made some adjustments to my lifestyle to be able to cope a little bit better with it um, I knew they were hiring, so I put my name forward for a job, and I've been here ever since. I loved it. Yeah. I think the thing that I prefer about being here rather than a hotel, that's my personal preference, is that you have these ongoing relationships. So like I mentioned earlier, it's a whole community of people yeah. um, that does have challenges, and you do have to kind of draw lines within that community because you can become a little bit too open with some of your customers, a little bit too friendly. Okay. Um, and there becomes a blurred line of distinction between what's a customer and what's a friend. Um, yeah. So I've had to have stern conversations with some of our customers. It's like, look, I'm your friend, 
and you can talk to me about things, but when you're in the bar, we do have rules that we yeah, have to abide to. And regardless of if it's you sitting in the bar drinking or me sitting in the bar drinking, I have to abide those rules too. Yeah. Um, you know. That is something um, very interesting that you're mentioning, like, because you work, in a, you work in a local bar where you also live, not in the bar, but in this community, and you see people having drinks in the bar and then you, you can also see them outside. Yeah. And then you bring friends or you make friends and drawing that line. It's like, tough. Yeah, it's, right? it's really tough. And I think especially when I was younger, not so much in this job, but previous jobs that I've had in this same area, you know, you can potentially have bad relationships with customers as well. Um, there's terrible people that come into bars and drink and yeah. we've had people in the past, I've had guns pulled on me and people threatened me and tell me they're going to find out where I live and <laughs> I live so close by that probably would be hard for me to do that. Um, so you always want to be very careful with how you do deal with situations. You never want to antagonise anyone. You always want to try and um, you know, resolve things in the kindest manner possible and try, yeah. and try and avoid things escalating. It's not always possible, and I, the two situations I just mentioned, you know, were so far beyond the scope of anything I'd ever imagined happening to me in hospitality when I first started. Um, but I was just glad that, you know, we did have people around, mostly yeah. local law enforcement and police, who were, were there to act quickly. Damn, so lucky. Eh? Um, but yeah, for a while, it's, it's a little bit scary after that when you go out the street and you're like, this guy pulled a gun last week. <laughs> Um, it's not an everyday occurrence and yeah. you, you learn that as well and you don't overthink it or worry about it, you're not looking over your shoulder constantly. Uh, it's more challenging that because you are friends with 90% of the people yeah. that come into the bar um, and you talk to them on a personal level and joke around, sometimes when you do go out and you just want to get a quick cup of coffee and keep your head down, mm-hmm. everyone wants to stop and say hello and stop you in the street. Like, hey, what's going on? What's yeah. going on in the bar? <laughs> How's COVID-19 going? Are you guys, do you still have a job? Yeah. And you just don't want to talk about it. Sometimes you don't have all the answers as well, you know? As well, yeah. Um, and when I'm at work, I do my best to have the answers, but sometimes when you're in your day off, you, you, just you don't have the there. energy all the, all the time, and that can be challenging. Um, but, you know, in such a tight-knit community, the expectation is that you're the same all the time. Um, and I think people's perception of the business is directly linked to the perception of the staff and this is for all of the staff that are here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to be a little bit careful, you know, you can't go out being an idiot on your night off and expect no one to realise it because people will come in and they'll comment on it and yeah. um, it changes the perception of the overall business. Yeah, that's true. Just stuff, tough, tough, like... The, with that said, the amazing thing is I've got some lifelong friends I've made from working in this bar and people, you know, every year on Christmas we have a big Christmas Eve celebration and it's essentially all our local customers and regular customers awesome. and everyone comes in and everyone's yeah. wearing Christmas hats and we hand out some free eggnog and yeah. oh, RSA almost goes out the window for a night, <laughs> but yeah. it's a whole lot of fun and, you know, I almost prefer that Christmas to my family Christmas sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's funny because some sometimes you work like many like many other works of people. Your workplace becomes your home, and your workmates becomes your family, and just because you spend more time with them sometimes, you spend more time within like during the week, during the day, and sometimes it's like oh you know what I'd rather to spend Christmas working than with my family. Which yeah. Just a little bit sad, but... It is sad, but it's also a great thing. Yeah. Um, and I think as long as you're capable to kind of draw those lines and try to find some sort of 
healthy work-life balance, yeah, balance. is the, the phrase people always use. You know, it's, it's about setting those boundaries and saying, I'm not happy to work these hours or these yeah, days. That's beyond days. the scope of what I'm paid to do or what I need to do. The best way to do that is to know that you do have those close relationships with the other staff and yeah. um, with your owners and that they trust you to be able to take that time off and that you can trust them to be able to, to do your job when you're not there. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing in small business is just having trust in every component of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it's something that I want to like probably start um, touching with people is like mental health, physical health within hospitality. It's something that probably sometimes we don't talk about it. Yeah. Or like recently it's been affecting. I think recently it's been affecting people more than ever because yeah. there's so much uncertainty. Um, True. And I think a lot of people have also turned to drinking more than what they ever have because of the stress that's involved. It's yeah. not always the best, the best way to cope with your problems. Yeah, true. Um, you know, we're, we're lucky here. A lot of the guys here actually train for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and they all train together. I think that's that creates awesome. a good, healthy outlet for both your, your emotions as well yeah. as physical release and releasing endorphins and things like that. Um, but it's different between every business and you do need to know that you've got people that you can talk to at work and say hey look i'm not feeling too great i might need some time off um try and get people to treat it as much the same way as they would in a, a regular workplace as they do in hospitality you know there's very much a mentality of well you have to come to work and you have to be happy because that's what the customer wants but if you physically yeah. can't do that and that's making you feel worse about your life please take the day off yeah yeah it's probably something that we've been avoiding like either as a manager or as an employee like oh man i can't work today because i feel like this but at the same time i need to be there yeah you know like you're forcing yourself as well and sometimes as a manager um, it's like oh man yeah you're sick but also you need to work <laughs> yeah you know it's i think i think hospitality need to change and i'm not in, in a good way no i definitely like, agree I think there, there's a little bit of reform that's started to happen in that. So part of it's been forced with all the coronavirus, COVID-19 happening yeah. this year. Um, you do need to be incredibly aware of people having symptoms, that's anything related, and there would be nothing worse for the business than for one of your employees that tests positive for COVID-19 after having worked a full weekend yeah. when they probably should have been off on Friday night um, and they felt compelled to come to work as a result of staffing restrictions. Um, there's always ways around being short-staffed. Yeah. You know, there always is, and you always find a way to survive. Um, you can change your interactions with customers to be able to get through the night to make sure that someone can have the time off that they really require. As far as mental health, I, I don't think that it's something that should be dealt with on a day-by-day -day basis. You know, it shouldn't get to that point where you say, I need tonight off because I'm not coping. Yeah. You know, it should happen before that, and that's where you really do need it. You know, encourage staff to take time off. You know, go go away for your friend's birthday this yeah. weekend. It's good. To, yeah, come absolutely. back feeling absolutely. refreshed. And if people are feeling happy and healthy in their personal life, they'll feel happy and healthy when they're at work as yeah. well. Um, and that's all reflected to your customers. It's all reflected to your other staff and to the productivity that people are going to have. Um, Some are getting you know, adequate dinner yeah, breaks and. But yeah, I think you're right. Like having, uh, I mean, that flexibility giving people the night off on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, like once in a while, not every time, but, yeah. you know. 
you know, people want to earn money and need to earn money and they, as, well. as a result, have that respect for you that they want to come in and they want to do their job. And no one's out there expecting to have every waking up, especially people who want to be in the industry long term. But Correct. it's important that when people do ask that, you know, you reciprocate what they've done for you by giving that giving them that opportunity to refresh and revitalise. Mm. And uh, it's also a great way to get new experiences. You know, hospitality yeah. is all about new experiences. Yeah. And unless you're going out and absorbing things, you can't really contribute within the workplace. True, true as well. Well, this um, this has been really good chat. Hopefully, it's been nice. Yeah, yeah. spend more time, but um. Andrew needs to open the bar now, and I need to go and work <laughs> now. It's been so fun. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can have another chat uh, in the next weeks or something like that to maybe record another podcast. Definitely. Anytime yeah. you want to have a chat, I'm yeah. always here. Maybe we can invite someone else. <laughs> I've got a few in mind. Yeah, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, Andrew, thank you for, um, for having me here. Like, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me, Diego. Yeah, thank it's you for the fun. lunch as well. It's my pleasure. <laughs> and hopefully we can see each other again and have a beer or something. Ah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next week. Next week, yeah, 100%. Well, thank you people for uh, listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. See you later.